0: Hello there, and welcome to The Recommendation Game, I believe the last episode of the year.
1: Oh no, 2019.
0: Yes, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the Monday. I have no idea if this will actually be broadcast on the 31st, I have no idea. But either way, this is a Film with a Week podcast where we take turns to recommend a film the other is not seen, we watch it, and then we meet to discuss it. My name is Orla McNeilis, and I am joined with, bye, bye,
1: Irishman Ricardo Deacon. Yes! Yeah.
0: Don't you forget it. <laughs> this week's film is Riffifi from 1955. <laughs> and the synopsis is... Out of prison after a five-year stretch, jewel thief Tony turns down a quick job his friend Joe offers him until he discovers that his old girlfriend, Maddo, Yeah, Mado. Maddo, has become the lover of local gangster Pierre Grouter during Tony's absence. Expanding a minor smash and grab into a full-scale jewel heist, Tony and his crew appear to get away clean, but their actions after the job was completed threaten the lives of everyone involved. Oh, that damn Italian in his ring. Uh, <laughs> as soon as he turned up, I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> it's always the guy you bring in. <laughs> uh,
1: the Milanese.
0: Yes, indeed. Directed by Jules dassin Produced by Henri Berard, Pierre Cabaud, and René Bessard. They're two very similar, but not exactly the same surnames. Written, to, written by Auguste Le Breton, Jules Dassin, René Wheeler, okay, uh, and René Wheeler. Starring Jean Servais, Robert Hossein, Magali Noël, Janine Darcy, Pierre Grasset, Marcel Lupovici, hmm. Ro- <laughs> Robert Manuel, Carl Moner, Marie Sabaret, and Claude Sylvain. Very well. <clears throat> Music by Georges Orec. George Cinematography by Philippe Agostini. Edited by Roger Dweir. Oh, thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Very well done. Round of applause. <laughs> that was
0: a lot of French.
1: Happy very, new year.
0: very badly spoken. Well, my year peaked. It's just at the very end there. Um, so this next film was Victor Ricardo. Ricardo, as our last movie of the year, why did you pick Rififi?
1: Well, I picked it because it's if there was a machine and somebody put through like an input and you go and then a movie comes out <laughs> and you put a film Orla would like, <laughs> this movie would come out ah. because it's French <laughs> It's from the fifties. It's cool as fuck. It's a heist cool fucking people smoking and fucking being cool. And it's and also we've discussed a lot about processes in movie, mm-hmm. watching people do stuff. And I think the heist scene that is like no dialogues for thirty minutes is like a quarter of the runtime of the movie. How
0: so- Notice there's like red afterwards that there's no soundtrack either i did, yeah, not, I did not notice this just
1: over it like <laughs> and it's
0: one very watergate opening of uh all the president's man
1: yeah and it's one of those uh tour de force directorial tour de force and ironically fucking roger eber goes i don't understand why they're silent it's like it's obvious so like the people upstairs can't recognize their accents.
0: Why would you even... Also, there's a serious, like, we're talking about process of the fact of the concentration required for a lot of this work.
1: And it's beautiful how they just interact with each other, like, knowing what they're doing and such. Uh, it's also, uh, something that is famous that, uh, in 1955 in France, in Paris, shooting at the same time is the two films that invented the modern heist movies, which is Rififi mm-hmm. And then one that, I can't remember the name of the film, that Jean-Pierre Melville did, that that oh, film. the one
0: before, um. The first one of that trilogy that he did.
1: Yeah, it's the the one before *The Samurai*. Yeah. Because *The Samurai* is fifty-seven, if I if I am correct. And the thing is that that movie uh, is Un the movie. Flick? The, no, no, *One flick after. is his last one. Uh, yeah. It's the the name of it is like the uh, the high roller or something like that in French. I don't know. Is like Jacques the high roller or something. <laughs> i don't like i I can't remember the name but (laughs) that movie was remade in the usa as oceans 11 ah because like as the original oceans 11 because it is about the um the person getting the team together a specialist to do a job like Mm -hmm. a large team the ensemble well this movie is the first one that really like there's been other heist movies before this one But that's why I mean, like the modern ones, that you have the attention to detail. That is what makes the movie. Mm. That is like them rehearsing the crime and like that you know what's going on. The characters, very clear
0: defined characters of the team.
1: Yeah, that each one has their job and stuff. Like, uh, and I think it's also like a very interesting picture to consider that this is the first movie that Jules Dassin did after getting uh, blacklisted in Hollywood because he's an American director. Like, uh, the, like he also did like a perfect that I was uh torn between choosing this and the movie that he did before this, that is from 1953, I believe, uh, with uh, Burt Lancaster called Brute Force, that is about a prison escape, and Not it's almost look. like a test run for this movie, yeah. And so he
0: went, he ran to France and made this, then, yeah, okay. like,
1: uh, he, he went into exile to be part of the French. Uh, and like obviously the the like in communist <laughs> French New Wave just took him on board. Uh, Truffaut famously said that this was the like this is based on the book, but the book was so shit mm-hmm. that uh, they don't even have it in Wikipedia. The, yeah, it's that it's, not, based on.
0: it's just like the three people who wrote the screenplay. There's nothing.
1: Uh, Truffaut famously said that it's the best film noir I've ever seen, and it's based on the worst film noir, uh, worst noir novel I've ever <laughs> what? read. What? And um, I think that, like, it's very clear that that Dawson knows exactly what he's doing, considering that the novel, like the Jewel heist, is very, is just like a couple pages. It's yeah. not like this kind of set piece in the middle of the movie. I don't movie. think
0: that that can really be classed as an adaptation. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, uh, it's more like inspiration kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that this movie has a lot of, like, not only that it's really enjoyable to watch, and I think being one of the first you can see uh, also like down the the way the inspirations that even people like Christopher Nolan and other directors oh. have really uh, stolen from this movie uh, even inception uses a- the bridge I because about- of this movie because it's a-, a heist movie about I dreams about or whatever to
0: say inception, yes.
1: And uh, But also, like, the structure-wise of, like, the prestige, the idea of the magic tricks or whatever, that is, like, this similar storytelling that you don't know what's going on or whatever. Like, uh, I like how minimalist the story is, but it gives you so much in little things. Mm. Like, how he, he, the way that Joe is, like, he's, like, even, like, the heist is perfect because it shows what each character is good at mm. and bad at how yeah. joe is just like the muscle so he's just sweating and doing of like stuff. the
0: all-american guy yeah which is quite entertaining
1: i uh, always felt that tony looked like the bastard son of gregory peck and ronald reagan
0: yeah, but skinny yeah like uh, that's <laughs>
1: why the, the gregory peck part is the skinny like old gregory peck kind of oh, like okay. post yeah. uh like way way old but like this weird like he does look a bit like Ronald Reagan I feel like but he's like he's got thinner. the
0: Ronald Reagan hairline perhaps
1: yeah, it's the nose and the chin as well it's like uh. the, the Batman part of his face let's say <laughs> you know <laughs> That's why I always thought that it was, like, hilarious that they got, like, Val Kilmer to play Batman because it's, like, Jesus, yeah, that is, it's... like, recognizable lips. <laughs> <laughs> you well, know? like, to play Batman, you have to have a nice set of lips. Like, you see all the good Batman stand away, And that's why, like, Ben Affleck is a bit disappointed because he's all he's chin. He's got
0: the chin. No, no. Yeah, yeah like, I couldn't even picture his like, mouth. That's of yeah. sad. His, um, his mouth is like Christian a line Christian Bale, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah but like,
1: okay. uh, Christian Bale, had, like Michael Keaton is just pure lips. Like, literally, <laughs> like, yeah, he, he he's is. also just pouchy. Like, uh, he's which like, is why
0: he's aging so strangely, because his face is just becoming more kind of like puckered, sort of. <laughs>
1: and then, like, uh, George Clooney is also, like, all lips, you know? Like, yeah. uh, but, like, also mm-hmm. in Batman and Robin, he's just flashing that smile. Yeah, a well, little bit too much for Batman, but that smile yeah but i mean sell me more nespressos george they don't
0: call him gorgeous george for nothing uh
1: from tennessee um yeah like i i really like the how the movie is able to shift also from a heist movie to a very good revenge flick how it's able to be both those things and very few films are able to do it Mm. That you don't want to go because, and also, you can even see like, uh, <coughs> <Circle Rouge. coughs> yes, but like uh, Melville and uh, and Dustin st- started stealing off each other because mm-hmm. they were like pals. contemporaries and mm. pals and stuff. But I think that like La Circle Rouge owes a huge debt to this movie, <laughs> so like that was part of the reason that like I picked it because it's like if you like that, you have to like this. <laughs> I uh, also like wanted to go on a on a high note and it was like the safest bet that I and now I'm kind of afraid because like you know how like sometimes the safest bets are Never like the, the ones that the it's just like giving somebody a bunch of roses and they just drop it in the puddle and start stamping on it and then it's like your heart falls out. Uh, um,
0: that's what I'm about to do with your metaphorical roses.
1: <laughs> and um, Yeah, like, I I love all the performances. I I love, like, even the little, um, like, little, how there's, like, stories that feel, like, any, like, any good noir uh, has to have a sad sack protagonist. Mm -hmm. Like, if he's not really a sad sack, that is cool, but still a sad sack. (laughs) Like... Like, and I love that like the movie starts and he's just coughing his lungs up and mm. smoking and you think that's gonna come back to buy him and mm. it never does because mm. the movie is just setting up these it's things
0: going to and for it, one moment yeah but he he, he cut, you know
1: just takes on the even the the way that his return to Paris at the end is shot and like just the little details of him just like the 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 way the the benefit of these films in France at that time, that everything was shot in location. Mm. That you can tell that even the actors have a very, uh, like, laissez-faire to, uh, attitude to the safety of driving <laughs> there's like one scene that like the main actor nearly whacks a motorcyclist that is clearly just a delivery driver that is in the middle of the street 1955 like the way that he just abandons the kid oh it's in your care see that your <laughs> <laughs> one is like oh you have your change or whatever uh, i love a kid
0: that. that has not been taught about stranger danger i will yeah. add
1: I, the photography in this movie is just unbelievable like, it's just the way especially the the restored version the image is so sharp because they were using like really good lenses which is quite rare for this era of mm. filmmaking in uh, france so like they were able to get that information of the negatives when they were processing into digital
0: from the original yeah. so
1: it looks just astonishing like the the, the blu ray version and i think that like you love black and white photography you love France. Uh you love cool shots I know. and
0: shit. I love French cinema from a particular era. Yeah.
1: Like of that like but and this I sits am right in Richard there. Richard And it the hats and everything. It is just cool. I think that it has very like even though they're like uh, very sparingly present in the movie, I think that it's one of those few film noirs that give their female characters life. The uh, well like see Okay, uh, we'll have an argument, it <laughs> uh, but Like, I'm not saying... I don't say that, like, they're portrayed... Um, how can I put it? Oh, that they're yeah. great characters, per se. Get but, out of the I,
0: hole.
1: <laughs> but I thought that they were, like... Uh, true? Uh, like, well-drawn for the amount of time that they're on screen. Like, in the way that if you had a male character that had that amount of time on the screen they have enough story or whatever but i like the the amount of details even like the unnecessary plot side plot that you're one of the henchmen is addicted to heroin and he's just digging around it just is very specific throughout the the movie and i think that like even the the shot details in the way of the the back the seedy backroom where the poker game is played and I I really, really enjoy this movie. Uh it just rips along, it's like two hours long, but uh, I I just every time that I watch it, it's like, Oh yeah. Refifi <laughs> Even though like I I the, the full title is like I don't understand what Refi is. Even like in the song it doesn't make any sense. It's, She's like
0: I it's like swagger. It's like uh, you
1: yeah. Know. I I like that fucking song and dance bit, like people say the like, the Roger Rabbit bit. Like, I think that, like, this and Gilda, like, have, like, really similar...
0: This isn't top Gilda, but it is it is very good. Because, I mean, come on.
1: And I think this is ripping off Gilda. And I, I think that that's, like, quite interesting in a way mm. that it's, like, given in the 50s, people are still, like, ripping off. It's just because it's a classic mu- movie that, like, invented a lot of things. It's also Hollywood mean that Hollywood has
0: never been an original. <laughs> Even though this is...
1: F- once so, uh, I nervously ask you, uh, what did you say?
0: Oh, I really liked it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. I really, really liked it. Um, yeah, like, I mean, it is one of those movies that feels like it should have come out much later than it did. Um, you know what? It's funny. What year did Touch of Evil come out?
1: 57
0: i believe yeah i'm sorry this film is looks better than touch of fucking evil does because i tried to put it on touch of people the other night because i was looking and i was on i was so
1: 57 53
0: uh, i would mm, i'm gonna say 53 because i think it's slightly earlier than this yeah, but perhaps either it's, way it's in the not 50s. by much yeah. it's in the 50s right and it's that you know it's like oh it's the opening sequence and blah 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 and um well, something that really stands out about this film, and we can talk more about visual style later, because I just thought of it whenever we were talking about the, um, the visuals, is this is a film with a lot of movement, a lot of moving shots. and But the difference between this and Touch of Evil is that the smooth, like, it's not drawing attention to itself, the movement in this. And Touch of Evil is like, we're moving. Like, oh, God, annoying. it's like
1: if it was operated by Orson Wells after the, a few whiskeys.
0: The audio is terrible in Touch of Evil. There's loads of problems with Touch of Evil. And I was like, this is shit. I was like, not shit, but like, not good. And. Yeah, but anyways, that's just a side story about the time I watched, tried to watch Touch of Evil. Um, <laughs> but I ended up just putting on um, His Girl Friday instead. But um, yeah, there's not a great selection. <laughs> that is the superior film. There's not a great selection of um, classic movies on the old Netflix. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I like there's such a like, it's creating like, you know, creating the genre or at least, you know, if not partially mostly creating the genre of like you know the like both like the, it's cuz the crime film and also like the 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 modern version of the heist movie completely um but uh it's like visually thematically um particularly like character based as well like and that's no mean feat when you think about that you're doing all that within one movie that's and we've done a few of these now of like where particularly within genre when you're just you're just this is where this like the, the the seed the seed of this and it's it's all the things because genre is not just one thing it's it's world you know it's the world that you create it's the it's the characters it's the way the characters interact it's a whole it's a whole package deal and he does it with aplomb um yeah there's there's a real kind of contrast at the heart of this movie and it's interesting that you said that um he was a hollywood director because um, i didn't know that i didn't really know a whole lot about him and like the, there's a real contrast between like There's a lot of, because in a way, like, it is a noir, but it's also quite 50s Hollywood in a way as well. Like, um, 50s cinema, like, in the sets and certain parts of the lighting, the way, like, it's less noir lit, I would say, than it's a lot of its contemporaries are, which is not a bad thing. Like, I, I find it quite interesting, like, in a scene where... Uh, she first goes to his apartment and everything, and she's got the fifty studio lighting. Like, yeah. it's really interesting. So it's the combination of that and then how he deals with and portrays his characters. So it's this kind of mashing of, which is not something that you see that often because most of the people who were making movies in France at the time were French, who were influenced by American cinema, but they were French. Like, how often do we have, like, Hollywood director goes to France who's been inspired by French cinema, but also brings Hollywood. You know, it, like, that's, yeah. that's quite interesting. So I was watching it, and I was like, this is quite strange. Um, I like,
1: now it makes sense.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because I was like, what? And also, um,
1: uh, it, cause it, it wasn't Because this is not
0: ind- very new wave in some ways, like at all.
1: And I was surprised that it's not in the cast list, but uh, the... What's his name? Uh, Michael the Milanese, or whatever the... Uh, I always remember him. Michel the Michel Milanese. He's Jules the He's the director is he yeah, yeah like he's, uh, he did like the same but i don't know why it's not in the because wow. he did the same as renoir in uh in rules of the game yeah that he just didn't have uh an actor to play that role i it and that's why like he has so few lines uh they're all in italian because he couldn't get away being a french person but well, French people wouldn't be able to catch that his Italian was atrocious. So like... That well,
0: makes if- a whole lot more sense now. That's quite funny. So he's like the traitor of the film. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. That's quite Inception. You know Christopher Nolan has like a masturbation wall dedicated to just that fact. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what I think is interesting, like go back to how he deals with and portrays his characters, is like there's a... There's a st- strange considering when you think of where the genre went, their lack of like glamorization of the criminals themselves. So even if you compare that to something like The Circle Rouge, which, you know I love that movie, but um how it's all about how cool they are there's no there's not even a hint of realism in those movies <laughs> you know what I mean like they're they're like you know like they, they have bleakness to them and everything and like the way they're shot and stuff and there's more realism to the kind of like the um, the visual style and stuff but at the same time like you know that Jean-Pierre Melville is kind of like mm, yeah Look at that hat. Look at those coats. Whereas in this. But
1: like he cast Alain Delon. Yeah Like I know. just the difference of the casting. We'll get sorry. to
0: him. Um, <laughs> to Alain Delon. Yeah. Um, he's not as. He's not like enamored with their coolness which is quite interesting because they're they're mostly shit people and <laughs> who are like who just happen to be very very good at their jobs and but are still shit people. So it's very interesting to watch that it's strange. So it, they're kind of occupying this sort of noir, sort of more Hollywood kind of studio setup, but they're shit people. And they're they're doing a terrible thing, you know what I mean? Like they're committing a crime and never at any point they're doing it very well, but never at any point is he like, yeah, they deserve that money. You know what I mean? And you'd like it's so funny, like like last week we were talking about uh, the glamorization. I don't actually know if this made it into the podcast, but um we had a very brief discussion about the glamorization of serial killers. And um
1: Ah, uh, Lars. <laughs>
0: oh yes Uh, we're talking about Lawrence Runtier but like no one has been more glamorised by cinema than like the heist committing criminal like Jesus like I was thinking about this earlier and I was doing my notes because we were actually talking about the old man with the gun Uh, but there's a great line in that which might possibly be in the trailer where uh, Casey Affleck is on the phone talking to like one of the other sheriffs and uh, <laughs> he, you know, they're all just like oh you know they're old people who cares and he's just like oh yeah you know it's just a little bit of armed robbery <laughs> you know and like even though the film is so guilty of kind of being like nah, but it's Robert Redford it's fine you know he's nice to them but at the same time like it's such a perfect line of just like oh yeah you know it's all good Andy Garcia, he's a dickhead he does like all these characters they're great friends they deserve their money like the whole scene whenever they get the, the the jewels and they're on the table and they're all looking at it it's, 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 there's nothing but like you know uh, there, there's nothing in like saying like the remake of um uh, the italian job which i love um <laughs> with, like donald silverland it. i love these movies i love that movie um but <laughs> <coughs> um when they open the safe and they finally get the Worthington 1000 open and um because she had to do it by touch and they open it and they all they're all like oh my god and it's you know it's like you know greed money but at the same time it's kind of like on their faces oh I'm gonna do all the great things of my life because I'm a good character in this it's just they look at it and they're like you know dollar signs flash in their eyes and it's they have like the little moment of like oh you know my son or whatever but it's like so (laughs) like um Obviously, I love those those movies, um, but they, they have serious, serious flaws. Um, I think, like, um, the fact that he includes the, the the female characters and the child as well um, is, in a way, like, the stark... is a way of how he... of, like, uh, his stark treatment of his characters is kind of visible, because the idea of, like, that these people are so shit that they will steal a child, even though it's not particularly like realistically handled let's say you know like it's an abandoned house but it's not you know if this was if this was more a noir than it is a heist film that would have taken place at night you yeah. know and it would have been you would have felt much more peril for that child than him just kind of running into a cafe and then going what kind of sandwich would you like little boy um, but, um at the same time like the inclusion of that and also like the scene with Tony and uh Madeau, um not that he does well deals well with his female characters because i'm sorry he really doesn't but anyways um the the, the blatant the like aggressive and like the cold the ruthlessness of it, the fact of taking her there just to do that just to like shame her like it's so it's so cold it's it and like the fact that it never at any point in this film until he kind of ruins it by bringing her back in that um do you feel that he's he's like Gonna, they're going to end up together. You know what I mean? It's not George Clooney and, and what's her name at the end where for some reason she decides, I won't, I, I, I won't be with this asshole, so I'll go off with the other guy yeah. who left me to go to bed. I mean, these films are not renowned for being good for their female characters. Um And then they went and remade it with female characters and still made a shit movie, so here we are. But. Um,
1: <laughs> and then they made The Wives, so...
0: Widows? Oh, widows. Sorry. <laughs> Wives. <laughs>
1: That's the prequel.
0: Yes. Uh, where they just have like wine drinking parties, you know. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, like, I mean, Tony is a dickhead. He's not likable. Like, even from the opening scene, like the, the risks he's willing to take... Like the you know the fact that he's like gambling at the start and he can't even he doesn't have the, he can't front the money, um relying on his friend to come and help him on under a kind of a like yeah well do you remember when I didn't rat you kind of thing where it's not quite he doesn't say that but it's kind of you know bail me out buddy, um you know up in the ante of the the crime for fucking no real you know other than obsession with his own like his own process of his job um and then also just out of pure fuck you he stole my lady <laughs> like what like i don't think that is his. i mean i think probably his obsession fuels him more than anything else like the you know the obsession of like winning of of like the the, the process of like you know i don't also like money but at the same time i mean he's putting he's upping the ante at every 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 um at every stage which, you know you're just like stop um i mean yeah like he he's not completely he's not a complete monster like he has a code of loyalty he has like very good relationships with the other characters as well um but you know they're all mostly motivated by greed um but yeah i i do think that this probably suffers like a little bit from like the mind hunter problem um which is where I've already seen like every movie that was inspired by it. Okay. Not so. quite nowhere because this is a much better movie than Mindhunter is. Not that Mindhunter is nowhere, you know, like but they're comparable just in how I kind of relate to the genre or whatever. Um I mean like Mindhunter Manhunter, what did I say? Mindhunter. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I was like sorry. so confused. I was, like, <gasps> <laughs> sorry. I hunt
1: you with my mind. <laughs>
0: I wrote down Manhunter and I fucking said mind hunter. Anyways, um, yeah, so I mean... Like, they end up having a... You know, like, they, like, something like The Circle Rouge came out, like, 10, 15 years later. So, you know, it has an obscene advantage, not just from having the genre already established, but also much better cameras, etc. This film also suffers from, you know, not having a land alone. I um, mean, <laughs> like, I mean, just... I like that Tony's not him, but I also don't like that he's not him. But, you know, this, it would be a very different movie if he was... Because he's supposed to have gone to prison. He's supposed to, yeah. you know what I mean? He's supposed to be haggard. And I, and, I,
1: I like that he looks like an Uncle Tony. You yeah, know, when, he, when the somebody, <laughs> when the kid calls him Uncle Tony, it's like, yeah, kid would call him. Like, he looks like, you know, the, the, the drunk uncle everybody has. You know, and It's like... Yeah, he,
0: he doesn't look like a master criminal at all, which I think is, it's very good casting. I think, no. I think your man is really good. Um, i seen as well of, of like, you know, like, how oh, similar this is to, to uh, Le Trou, um, and... Why I prefer that movie just slightly as well. And I was saying about it earlier and I think that there's something like the, the the this like the setup of that movie is slightly more interesting. The fact that they're in the prison. But you know, they, obviously they share um like that I think the true was um like five years later or something.
1: I think it was before, or, like it was like nineteen fifty or something, because I remember mentioning something that, that was like directly post war. France oh, yeah, and Paris, it was. so it's like that. Oh, these yeah, people, so, were yeah. criminals, uh, p- might be have been in jail during the uh, Nazi yeah. occupation or something. I remember. I think I think you are right because it that. wasn't
0: 1960 because that's too late. But there was a five-year difference. I remember. Um, but yeah, like why I like why I like that movie more, and it's and there's a starkness to it as well, um, like the, the 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 locked-in factor, and I mean, obviously, as I was watching this, <laughs> it's like. Yeah, that's a very, very similar digging sequence, which, like, they're so comparable, not just because it's two scenes of people digging, but because they're both so tense. And you understand what's riding on just the sheer movement of rubble, basically, and having to do it. The umbrella thing is genius. The umbrella is amazing, because I was watching it and I was like, is he? Oh, my God, that's so clever.
1: And then, like when the just the shot of the rubble falling, it's like there's like the the ray of light yeah goes it, the, the down dust. and with the dust. Oh, it's...
0: <laughs> also, there really wasn't that much thickness to those ceilings. <laughs> I was looking at it and I was like,
1: "Well, that's they're plasterboard, like they're not really thick. That's why like they're able to hammer without like Making increasing much noise. Yeah, you know? or like the it's more the vibrations than the noise in this is like the because the alarm is
0: mm, vibration based yeah i love
1: that scene when they're oh. like in the basement just <laughs> testing the alarm what i
0: love it is that you know he's gonna figure it out so you just have to sit back and wait for him to figure it out so it's just him kind of wandering around picking up random things you know what I mean? and then finally it's like oh no fire extinguisher it's like, i
1: thought that he was just gonna smash it the yeah was <laughs> yeah, no, like no
0: was like no um I do have to say though like I think as well that the film it peaks so much in the middle and the middle sequence is so good and he takes his time with it that in a way you would never have gotten away with in a Hollywood movie and that's why this is so interesting uh, the heist itself just outweighs the ending which kind of feels a bit silly in comparison cuz even though I think it's kind of like I think this all comes down to, to one of my main problems with the film is um, I don't think that your man who plays Joe is very good. At all. Oh, as he's a beefcake. Ac- as an actor. He's a beefcake. And, yeah, but there's an awful lot of him having to run around being, you know, sad about his son being gone. But like, um, I
1: actually like that because I think that he's like pretending to be sad. Like even as a uh, character, yeah, I don't think it's not. Uh, no, I know what
0: you mean, but I don't think that he's able to pull off that, that those layers or that nuance. It just looks like bad acting. um, And it's really distracting, particularly when your man who plays. Uh, Tony is so good and there's never is this more clear than when they're on the phone and like he's you know because Tony's like for fuck's sake just hold on do not give him the money I'm doing it I'm dealing with it Joe and he's just like Ugh. you know and it's as if he kind of stepped out of you know it's Central as if casting, it's as if yeah. Rock Hudson has walked in not that Rock Hudson is a bad actor but well, like, like in the right movie in the right movie yeah I feel like Rock Hudson has just walked out of you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: into, into the French new wave oh no yeah. Rock yeah oh, get away <laughs>
0: because like, he's just really bad so he cuts out a mask like even if he's talking into the other villain who's just like you have to go to this place there's an abandoned house and he's just like no so now by the time we get to like and also the child is so annoying I was like oh my god leave the child behind and it's so <laughs> I
1: love how dark he is, it's it's so
0: surreal though like I do like that that's what's so good about your man who plays Tony is that like, you really believe their relationship and he, like he's, he's so good with everyone he's such a good actor and like the kid is a good actor and but it I don't know it got to the point where they were like driving around so crazily and like you know and he's like there's blood in the cubes there's more and more blood for some reason it made me think of Jingle All The Way (laughs) we're like
1: (laughs) my number one Christmas set Jingle All The Way no that's a very bad Schwarzenegger sorry I'll do a better uh, Schwarzenegger (laughs) impression than Fuck The Nanny
0: No. Um... (laughs) But yeah, something about the like desperation of that incredibly terrible movie. God, I hate that movie. I've never been more glad. It's one of those movies that I'm so happy never became one of these like Christmas classics. Yeah. And the way that I tried to put on Love Actually the other day, and I know it's trendy to hate Love Actually, but it's not just that Love Actually is like problematic as how it deals with all its female characters and really most of its characters. It's just a really bad film. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's not even like good bad. As in, I mean, I, well, I've seen The Holiday twice the last couple of weeks and I loved every moment of it that's a good bad Christmas movie
1: but coming back to this movie that you're saying about female characters just a defense on what I think of it like I thought uh, I've only seen this movie about four times which is surprising considering how much I like it mm. I think it's one of those that I kind of save I don't want to ruin it by watching too many times yeah uh, that uh I thought the first time that Manuel came back, I thought it was the same thing. But I think it's him making the point that they're not getting back together. And also that they're not getting back together because of what Tony did. Yeah. Because, like, before that, they still had something. That she didn't even knew know that he was out mm. of prison and stuff. Well, you see
0: it on her face. Yeah. You know, like, whenever she sees him, when he walks into the club. Yeah. And you're like, what were you doing with Tony? No offense, Tony. And then, like, uh, <laughs>
1: but... When, like. I think it's, like, there was the Hollywood trope that is, like, oh, he was emotional. That even, like, pick up on 52nd Street or whatever, like, <laughs> people, like, women in this area just would get whacked. And then it's, like, oh, he was under stress. It's fine.
0: And really, it's just passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, in
1: this, she really makes a point that is like, you're as bad as the other guy. That The other guy's a dickhead.
0: But even how he handles the the slapping or whatever he doesn't slap or he whacks her with a belt like um it's off screen as yeah. well and it's done in such a like it's it's so strangely calculated punishment rather than then like yo, oh, you deserved it. You know what I mean? You riled me up or whatever. It's 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 a whole other thing. I oh, no, it's it's so clearly it's quite... like
1: Tony being an asshole, and I yeah. think that No, it... it's,
0: I think it's quite well handled, but.
1: And then it points out that without her coming back as well, as the scene when the the other gangster goes in and is like, "Who the fuck did this to you, to him?" That that there's this thing about codes. Yeah. That your man has no problem kidnapping a kid, but he won't hit a woman. Yeah. And it's this weird thing about men and their codes, and I think that is. Why this movie is such an interesting, like taking masculinity as well? Mm. That I love, love, love that uh, that scene that Joe's wife goes. So many people came up. Uh, so many boys around where you lived were poor, but you're the only one that is a hood. Mm. You're the only one that is a gangster, <clears throat> and in my view, they are the tough ones, and you're the weak one because you took the easy way out. Mm. And I think that is like the director going like...
0: She's quite... She's quite good, I think. um yeah. Like, one of the best... Like, the, the strange thing about the, the female characters is that, so, like, there are moments where he's... You're like, yes. And other moments you're like... And, like, one of those moments is when... I think it's when they're about to set off to do the heist and there's a shot of uh Joe's wife and then a shot of someone else, possibly Mado. I don't know, but either way, and they know, they know. No, it's uh, fucking Mario's wife. Yeah, we need to talk about Mario. Um, <laughs> Super Mario, uh, starring Ezra Miller. Um, <laughs> he can play anything um,
1: <clears throat> in a flash.
0: Um, God, what a waste of him! Uh,
1: Let's talk about my uh, the the wife knows. Yeah
0: yeah and it's it's all it's all over their faces and it's just it's one perfect little moment and then like even whenever they bring her back and like she is like cool as a cucumber like whenever she goes in and she says to your man it's like oh i need you know all your money needs the drugs you better hurry up oh you know it's like um, oh yeah even though like how she she comes out of the place and in and then goes round. Gives him the signal, and it's like it's so perfect. It's just the fact that she comes back and helps him is kind of like,
1: but like, but she's doing it for the kid, yeah, true. Because, uh, like, even the way that she goes is like, fucking leave, and then he says. He took the kid. Yeah. And then she goes, okay, he crossed that line there. And then it goes like, even women have codes. Mm. That she wouldn't, like, she would murder him, kind of thing. <laughs> it's a code. <laughs> no, like, I mean, the, the, this idea that, like, when you get, like, this rationalization that you have to do when you have that kind of life. Yeah. And I think it is what you were mentioning before, the, why you can't have a land in this movie, yeah, because otherwise oh, no. in some no, no, way no, no, it's no, no, glorifying no, no. it no, no, no. like they even the the construction at the end of it is like the 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 villa where they are is that like, it's like this guy is such a gangster that he's like, oh, I'm gonna have my villa in the countryside he doesn't even bother like even though he's rich to finish the construction he built a couple of rooms that are finished downstairs mm-hmm. that people can live in. And then it's like, oh, it's I'll finish it later. It's of shit.
0: I was expecting much fancier. I was like, whoa, here we go. Go into the country. And it's literally just kind of like they trudge up this path. And I was like, oh.
1: Yeah. And also because it's like, it, it, in Where's a way, his club is like, is that they're big, like they're big fish in a very small pond. Yeah. The Even when they score big, it's like nobody like around has seen, like, thought of... Doing such a big job, it's not like gangsters. Mm. This is not that, fucking. Yeah, I did. Uh, I
0: did. Uh, I think I wrote that down. Whenever I was watching, it. it's like you get away with an awful lot in French crime. <laughs> <laughs> because like Even though it's like Technically it's a mob But it's not really It's like Two kind of small groups Of criminals that Yeah this is not
1: Like mafia This is not like Godfather That yeah. you're like You have an empire It's like this dude Has a club Yeah And he. Well they he, always have clubs do yeah, they Yeah he still like Fucking buys drugs Of like some dude That lives in his mother's house Or something Yeah like, that it's was so, weird so specific That like The way that he goes Like I love Mario's coma That's my favorite <laughs> Movie. Like this idea. and i think that what? it's perfect for the character because he's so uh you know trying to be youthful it's like this yeah. person that is like he'll do anything to to try to uh maintain that idea of himself that mm. he's the young gun or whatever you know oh, ha, ha, ha. and then he sees joe and he's like yeah beefcake. Mm.
0: And kind of like um, his relationship with his... Uh, are they married? Is his wife? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I just love how like that their relationship was introduced where he's like in a bath and yeah. she's like spanking him. Yeah. I mean, like, that's quite risque really for like 1955. Uh, there's a lot of semi-nudity like, and yeah. she's even wearing the
1: see-through at some point. Yeah. And I was like... And she's sort
0: uh, of just kind of strolling about in her pants and I yeah. was kind of like because whenever um you don't see her whenever um he hits what's her name i kind uh, of Madel, wondered yeah. i was like is that a kind of a like censorship thing or something and then it was like oh no it's like purposeful which is kind of interesting because like literally a couple of scenes later they're like you know having the crack in the bath so it's like okay fair enough but well, i suppose that's
1: why well, it's kind of the it throws this kind of thin line that if you imply it Tony's still not a hateful character but if you show somebody do that it's kind of like yeah you cross the line the same way as the guy and I I didn't want to point it out that he was an American before and I'm glad that you didn't notice but that this movie clearly because he was ratted out by somebody that was in one of his film sets as a communist.
0: Was
1: he actually a communist? Well, like, he was blacklisted for being one, so, like... But at the same time, it's, yeah, like, the same It's like, well, if you're, like, really any, yeah anyway, left... No, but or, I'm
0: always curious, it's, like, you know... Because there were some actual communists, not just, like, communist sympathizers or whatever, so, like... Yeah,
1: but, like, it, it it's fucking Hollywood in the 50s. It's, like, fucking saying that Trumbo is a communist. It's, like, <laughs> it's like champagne communist, you know? Like, fucking... <laughs>
0: Again, uh, we'll draw your attention to Hill Caesar.
1: Uh but I think that in uh, Trumbo as well. <laughs> uh, oh, where yeah. Some dude playing John Wayne is like, could you get somebody that doesn't look, like, couldn't possibly Who? look less like John Who Wayne? Who John Wayne? Uh, some dude. I can't remember. Like, it's literally, that's in the credits. <laughs> John Wayne, who's playing <laughs> John Wayne. <laughs> some dude. Someone um,
0: we just picked up. But, like,
1: uh, <laughs> The 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 betrayal of within the the thing is that he got rotted out by somebody that does something similar than he plays himself in this oh, movie. Mecca. That he got into a little trouble himself with the law. Yeah. That wasn't related to communism and his way out was to rat Tassan out. Yeah. Because like he was in a list somewhere. I don't know, I can't remember how he got blacklisted because like so many reasons, quote unquote. <sighs> so like, I think that this movie like goes into the part of the code uh, at the same time that even there's that moment when he shoots. It's like ah, uh, when he shoots him, mm. it's such a cool scene that as well. That's like, a really
0: when, uh, cool shot, that final one whenever he shoots him. Yeah, I like that because. He really does like believe in his like honor is his honor code, you know, and like I do enjoy. Um, obviously, it's very sad for Mario and his uh, his lady friend die. As but like that's another. I think they're they're actually shot off screen, are they? Or <clears throat> I can't remember. But um, uh, and he leaves their apartment, or he's like you know going somewhere, and uh, he's just like you know like the the sheer now it's about revenge it's no it's not about the money They'll takes the jewelry though um (laughs) but uh yeah like oh god joe's is terrible like i don't know what the name of that actor was but really it really kind of he just felt really out of place for me you kind of the whole way through it and you, you because i don't know if it's so I think that his character itself, like of like the beefcake or the kind of all American guy, I think is the muscle it is integral. It's necessary. So it's you know within the script so i, I think it's just at the
1: same time i think it's like very difficult at, at that time to find somebody that got it it's not yeah. like nowadays that you get like normal people going to the gym like for somebody you know what i mean like <sighs> at that time yeah uh, to be a beefcake you had to be a beefcake you well, had to be a meathead for some like, reason
0: army hammer came into my head where <laughs> i was thinking I was only because i was watching social network the other day and um uh, Rowing, yes. I well, no, coolest. I was thinking about that. Was the fact that he plays the Winklevi, um, and then, um, <laughs> but obviously he's in like something like "Call Me by Your Name," where he's also kind of a beefcake. But at the same time, like you know, it's that's the kind of actor that we're able to create. Now, someone who really is a beefcake, but at the same time, has is able to like you know have s- incredible dramatic yeah. nuance.
1: Sure, like, as well, like, at the time, like, you couldn't just, like, walk down the street and find people that look like this dude, you know, like, uh, <laughs> like, you might as well just fucking had to, uh, <laughs> taken a mannequin out of the, like, <laughs> you know, so, Probably just, would have been like, a better performance. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, put some fucking strings on him and, uh, like, I can stop motion the shit out
0: of it. Put
1: but I think that the reason that Polanski famously stole this fucking ending and, and used it also for the same context Is how cynical it is As an ending Yeah And I think It's like How every single Theme And character And idea That the director Presented throughout the movie And you get to this ending It's like It all meant shit yeah. It's like It's just Oh no nothing. I like it I'm glad he know. dies
0: as well And that I, I like it that Like nobody You know It's just Everyone's dead That's yeah.
1: it And I think that the idea Even with the kids, every Like everybody Showing up Is that The thing like forget about it it's just Chinatown. that it's yeah it's just like nobody knew about what was going on it's like this drama that you don't like you have your name or whatever
0: it's it's like um no country for old men as well yeah in the end it didn't mean anything yeah
1: Yeah. uh, and also how like it's just gonna keep going like Mm. this guy the the kid is gonna grow up to be like joe and how like everybody gets killed for like a misunderstanding really I
0: completely forgot they kill Joe as well Yeah
1: <laughs> Like through the like and so, like I thought that the the scenes in the in the oh, uh, abandoned house through the windows was great, are yeah. so like inter- like even the way how he shoots uh Tony it's mm. so nonchalantly but it's, it's like the there's no like big music or whatever he's just walking around and suddenly he just gets shot It's yeah. like
0: I like that as well, that unlike an awful lot of these movies, where, or just movies that include shootouts, let's say, where there's an awful lot of shooting and bullets flying around, but not many people getting hit. I like that there's not a lot of, there's only maybe like, you know, a dozen or so shots fired, and, you know, pretty much everyone gets shot. And, so,
1: and I love how, <laughs> like, how, what you're saying, that the characters are not great, that, like, Tony shoots the, the drug addict unarmed. After he's taken the kid, he has yeah. no reason to kill him,, yeah. but he does
0: is that not after he's seen that what he Mario went died, yeah. yeah, yeah, but like he's the revenge kind of or, thing uh, oh yeah Mario sorry, and his sorry, wife sorry, sorry, yeah, have yeah. died like I yeah. forgot about where the drug dealer was uh onwards to favorite things,
1: yes, uh, what's your favorite thing about
0: Mario went to singing uh
1: <laughs> oh yeah, like i I always forget how how Italian he is, uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a caricature at the same time not being it like you know he's like he's the Italian.
0: Too, he's too odd though. He's he's not even that. He's like the Italian. He's just an odd man. He's the um, Italian job. Like, um, <laughs> I might actually watch that tonight. Um, like, uh, <laughs> uh no, like obviously it's the heist. I mean, I like the build up to the heist. I, what I like as well is that there's not an awful lot of um. Uh, like exposition or anything before we get right into the heist planning it's just kind of like you know oh yeah tony you were in prison da, 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 da. okay so we're gonna do this job again i don't know okay i'm doing the job we're gonna up the ante and then it's like straight into the planning 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 and then straight into the heist which is just i mean it's it's like everything i like about cinema in one package yeah like <laughs> I, was, uh, I was uh this <laughs> so is enjoyable. a norla film yeah um what uh was your favorite thing
1: uh well, like I think it's a mixture of the the heist and the cinematography as a whole. I mm. I think there's so many shots, just of like him knocking on doors and stuff. That is yeah. just like street level Paris at uh, that that era. Like,
0: but it's and- not like you know like you, like fuck everything it's the new wave like it's ah uh, oh, yeah i love it
1: and uh even just the cobbles and uh, you know where they are it, it goes beyond the beaten track like it feels like it's a different like older than the 50s you know for
0: nolan's following probably owes a bit to this
1: oh yes yeah, of course yeah 100 like, uh, uh like I was torn between, like, picking this and the the Melville film, but mm. it was, like, this... I think the Melville one is more in principle than, uh, than in quality itself, that, mm. like, people enjoyed it, that it's, like... Because at the same time, it's, like, Seven Samurai really invented the, the assembling the
0: tea.
1: Fucking... Mm. Like <laughs> Melville just used Samurai as a basis to put it into crime and then it went mm-hmm. into Ocean's Eleven and then Ocean's Eleven made it into Ocean's Eleven and then Bug's Life was made. <laughs> I like...
0: love that movie. God, I haven't seen that. That's actually a good one to throw on at Christmas as well.
1: And I think that Some is... Some of the
0: lesser, the forgotten Pixar.
1: And uh, Like, that was the last is film... Is Bug's Life Pixar? Yes. That was the uh, last film I saw in Brazil.
0: A Bug's yeah. Life?
1: Actually, no. I wanted to <gasps> no, see a again. bug's life. I wanted to see oh, the bug's oh, life. Golly,
0: did you end up seeing ants instead? No,
1: I went to see <laughs> the Parent Trap starring Dennis Quaid and well, Lindsay Lohan.
0: I mean. I mean like that's that's not that that was not a bad thing that happened to you because I fucking love that movie. Yeah but
1: at the same time considering that I was like 9 year old Ricardo uh, about went to see that with my dad the day before I left Brazil and the last time that I oh. saw my dad and watching a movie about divorced couples oh, and stuff dear. and it, it was like very yeah. like I and I didn't have Perfect. the understanding of what was happening as I do now <laughs> so it's like ah I don't even know that they're talking with British accents because this is in Portuguese. (laughs) So it makes no sense, the movie. And I don't know where America or England is because all I fucking consumed was like Brazilian telenovelas (laughs) and Braveheart for some reason. And Robocop, the TV show animated Um, series.
0: Brazilian country and western.
1: Yes, of course. The best. but yeah i i love tony as well like uh, tony's Mm -hmm. eyes and stuff like it's like a trifecta i think that the movie can't be this movie without either of those things yeah like uh without tony being tony without the cinematographer and without like that centerpiece that's the movie but at the same time it's like i've all often like wonder like oh should they have made the movie that like the ending but i Mm -hmm. think that considering also like the point that he's making from like uh like a blacklisted filmmaker and stuff like i don't think that like he gives himself enough time mm. to deal with everything thematically like it perhaps would have been a better heist movie to have it at the end
0: but it wouldn't have been a better but, film though. yeah yeah
1: as a as a like whole so mm-hmm. like uh, i i really enjoy it i'm glad you did as well what's yeah. your least favorite thing
0: oh joe <laughs>
1: I had a dream
0: Like it's just yeah.
1: Yeah, it's when people go like, oh, Marlon Brando, uh, like yeah, Brando works in American cinema. You can't put that kind of acting in a fucking like. <laughs> imagine him popping up in like fucking Vincenzo De Sica movie like uh, Umberto D. And he's like, I am so lonely with this dog. I don't know why he has a French accent is marlon Brando like it doesn't make a lot of sense no
0: no and yeah i mean like i don't know if he was like a big actor or or what but yeah it just stands out in this movie (coughs) because everyone else is kind of pulling their weight and uh.
1: like he looks like somebody that would be good at selling cigarettes like (laughs) like in a picture somewhere going like oh be like joe He's not I don't overseas.
0: even think so. I, I th- like. I think he should be an insurance salesman. Yeah. You know, like he's he's Leonardo DiCaprio and fucking Watson going into his job and hating his life. Um, A fucking uh, revolutionary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to
1: Michael Shannon, spells out the plot for you with his boogie eyes. You
0: know, it's Michael Shannon. So,
1: um, <laughs> my least favorite thing was. Uh, probably joe or i th- ah, i don't know yeah like joe and maybe the the like there's no real like the the like the killing i i, I didn't like that they had to go back to the house mm. like i think it would have been more interesting that it was like somewhere else mm. or that like a little bit more complicated
0: it does feel a little bit rushed or something uh.
1: I thought that it was like it was also like a complete uh, so thematically and film wise mm. I thought it was a complete missed opportunity to have Job or Tony kill each other by accident because they're both going to a place expecting to be attacked by this guy
0: that feels like a cop right though
1: well, like, yeah, but that feels
0: like the beginning of a movie not the end of it <laughs> Sonia.
1: yeah but if you consider that this is like 1955 it would have been the first one to do it it's true, uh, yes, so that was uh, it riff,
0: was. I recommend that even if you don't have the time or drive to, to watch the whole movie, uh, that you should just watch the dance se- sequence. Um, and also, I think I saw earlier that the um, there's a good few clips. Cause I think Criterion released it, so they have their kind of like, you know, like, why should you watch this movie? So, the clip where they plan out how to hack the box. Um, with the all of the various methods, and uh, why a, a Mario...
1: dangerous method?
0: <laughs> why Mario sings, um, <laughs> kind of dances around
1: right? Um, well, he's sitting in the little stool, like, yes, uh...
0: like yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I think he's in Mary Poppins or something. Uh,
1: I actually, uh, I, sorry, before we go, I just want to mention, uh, make sure to get it in. I love the scene when the british jeweler shows up to like collect the jewels and give them the money Mm -hmm. and he doesn't know that maria's dead and like they have like they have like he's just trying to have chit chat you Mm -hmm. know like he's like oh that's the thing of the business i'm gonna lose a bit of money whatever, because in his view it's not like blood diamonds in the way that we view blood diamonds Mm. but there are yeah and i think it's like interesting even like on That front, that you, you, of, yeah,
0: yeah, of being able to just like, no, no, no one gets harmed, it's just a it's just little bank robbery, it's still good,
1: yeah. Still find that hilarious every time, like, because this reminded me of Le Cercle Rouge. Because obviously, we watching it, and I was like, I just started remembering that nightmare scene through it. like, it's out of nowhere, <laughs> Le Cercle Rouge, and well, I was like, oh shit, I, I started thinking that I imagined it, like, that they put it mom. on, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> the, the, the policeman sniper, there's like bugs going. On this, way oh Jesus,
0: Shaq. Oh, I love that movie <laughs> so much. Um, <laughs> well, I do think that whenever he's driving along with the kid in the back seat, that's very surreal because it's like, yeah. ha, ha, ha 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 Uncle Tony, bloody leg, Uncle Tony. Like, it's and I, I
1: like how long it goes yeah. for as well because it shows you how, like, it, like it's France, it's like uh, yeah. I, it's not like driving from Limerick to Dublin, no. it, you know. And it, it takes
0: a long time to get into the countryside outside of Paris yeah. as well, so. Never mind, wherever the hell that villa is. Oh um, uh, yeah,
1: they the drive yeah. around the Arctic tree. It was yeah. like, well, you have to. Hey, hey, let's Otherwise, see the size.
0: <laughs> Otherwise, how well, We know we're in Paris again. Wait,
1: oh, yeah, it um, is an American director. It was like well, the only moment yeah. that it, it just bled and out. We went it was to like
0: the Woody Allen school of making movies in other countries. Surprised um, that, like,
1: I I do love uh, when they have like those crappy movies that is like ah. Uh, let's go to paris and it's clearly like the eiffel tower painted on the set you know like in the background it's like you just, just hear like a fucking silhouette. Uh, you just hear like a fucking what what's them instruments that you like squeeze the music <laughs> squeeze the music out of <laughs> the accordion is it let me squeeze the music so, like, uh, you just hear, like, an accordion. You can, like, you just hear the baguettes in the air, like, somebody, like, playing the baguettes.
0: I lived very briefly with a guy who played the accordion, and it was awful. <laughs> oh, anyways, Ricardo, where can they find us?
1: They can find us on the recommendation game at com. That's our email. At the right game is our Twitter. The recommendation game is on Facebook. You can also listen to our library on the Dolan digital radio mix cloud and your podcaster of choice and you can find us every monday uh, perhaps not monday i don't know when this episode is going on because it's the new year uh
0: <coughs> happy new year everybody happy
1: new year muscle tougher and all uh, on sign and all those things i don't know what people say to each other on new years uh happy new year oh happy new year that's actually to... but people say welcome to 2019 oh jesus that, that sounds scary it's not really it's year. like uh most scary <laughs> it, it's scary have you ever seen what's your favorite scary movie um, <laughs> um yeah um so, thank you for listening. Have a great new year. Uh 2018 was great for episodes. Thank you for yeah, well, Thank you for Ellen listening to us. And Orla, thank you also for oh. uh, editing and doing everything.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for showing up every week. <laughs> yes.
1: It's hard to be alive for week after week, but we we'll manage. We manage. So, uh next week's film is Orla's choice. Uh so what are we watching?
0: It's 2019. It's the future. I'm assuming there will be no sexism there. Therefore, it is a female director with a female lead. It is Lady Bird. That's sexist.
1: Oh. There should be a male director.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Timothy Chalamet is in there. Um, <coughs> I don't know if, you, if you've heard of him. Um, <laughs> no.
1: Oh, he was in that movie with Steve Carell. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no, he was... Ah, oh, shit. I, yes, he plays young Casey Affleck in Interstellar.
0: God, he does. That was like his first role, yeah. I think. Oh, I was baby. just driving
1: around like fucking uh, Claire <laughs> the other day, and it was you, like. you crashed it into just, a ditch. Like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe just saw, like a burning corn farm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was already I was regarded taken. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next week. Year.